0: The Los Angeles Kings have even the series 2-2. The far superior team tonight in a 4-0 win over the Edmonton Oilers. Jonathan Quick makes 31 saves for the shutout. Mike Smith another pretty good outing for him. He stopped 42 out of 45. The Kings also got an empty netter. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown. Happy Mother's Day. This is Hartland Ford. Overtime open line. I was at the uh, watch party. Tonight, a uh, smaller crowd and obviously a quieter crowd, given that the Oilers did not score eight times like they did the other night. And quite frankly, Rob, with um, a couple of exceptions, I suppose, they really didn't come close to scoring tonight. The Kings
1: controlled this game. Yeah, this was a a game that the LA Kings needed to win. It's a game that they came out desperate to win, and it's a game that they came out and deserved of the win. They they were the better team right from the opening face-off. They were physical. Uh, they blocked shots. They, they went hard to the net. They did whatever it took to win the hockey game. And anytime time there was a breakdown, and they had a couple, as, as every team does, they had Jonathan Quick to make the big save. So uh, the Edmonton Oilers didn't match the desperation of the L.A. Kings. The L.A. Kings finally were rewarded uh, with goals off of you know strong starts to the game. And the one thing that we've talked about through all four games of this series, if the L.A. Kings get the lead... They are a very good hockey club. If the LA Kings fall behind early, that gets them right out of their game plan and they struggle to come back in hockey games. They did what they needed to do. They got the lead and set the tone for the rest of the night and they turned this into a series.
0: Let's go back to Crypto.com Arena. Here's Orther's head coach, Jay Woodcroft
2: difference was in your team from the previous couple games to what you saw tonight well I I didn't think we started anywhere near where we needed to start Um, we knew they were gonna come with a push and uh, uh, we didn't weather it very uh, very well or is certainly not the way we wanted to and um, um, you know we fell fell behind in the game and uh, we certainly had our chances to score but sometimes uh, you get what you earn and and tonight wasn't where we needed it to be. It's a missed opportunity for us.
3: Yeah, I think everybody knew what was coming from Los Angeles. So are you kind of surprised that what came from you guys early on?
2: Nope. No, I just didn't think we skated uh, at the level we needed to skate at. I didn't think our um, battles and stick fights uh, were, were where they needed to be. Uh, we have better. We're capable of more. And, um, you know, we're going to uh, digest this game and, and give our players something Um, as a focal point heading into game number five.
4: Just to confirm, was it an injury that kept Derek Ryan out of the lineup tonight?
2: uh he, he was a little dinged up and uh so we just out of precaution we held him out today um
4: you did a lot of kind of mixing and matching from late in the first period on trying to line. how would you kind of explain how you well, thought,
2: about that? uh the, at that point the, there was four on fours and penalties being called and we're just trying to get people an appropriate number of minutes and uh at the same time look for a little bit of a spark um you know we had We had moments in the game that um, we certainly created chances but uh, not at the level of uh you know, sustaining zone time for long periods of time that we're used to. Um, in the end, as I said, you get what you earn. And tonight, um, we weren't sharp enough to convert on our chances when when the time came. How
4: would you assess that Nugent Hopkins line? Uh, you know, I don't only got really a, a period's worth. Yeah, of yeah, time yeah, yeah, it was
2: it was kind of all over all over the map sure. in, in terms of their ice time. So uh, you go from eight two to 04. Uh, how important is managing emotions, which you touched on well, this morning? yeah, we, we talked about it. You know, it's uh, one game at a time for us, and today uh, we dropped a game. Uh, it's a missed opportunity, and that's what it is. And as I said, we'll we'll do our work. We'll digest the game and give our players something. Uh, as a that'll be a focal point heading into game number five. Sometimes
4: mm-hmm. when the team's a little off, you can rely on your power play to kind of get you out of jail. But that was didn't seem to be yeah. as good tonight either. Was that just part of symptomatic of?
2: What was yeah, I, think, I thought we had a few chances on the power play we didn't convert um, but yeah I thought it was uh, similar to our overall game as a team uh, to a man all of us can be better
5: how much different are the Kings as a team when they're playing with the lead
2: um, I think they're a competitive hockey team anytime they play and um, you know that's not unexpected we we know the level we have to compete at and uh, You know, we certainly have more to give. As I said, to a man, we can all be better. They really engaged you physically last game early. Mm -hmm. Tonight, maybe seemed a little more tactical in the early going. Was there? Did you notice that was a little different with their? You know what? I I thought uh, in the first first few minutes, uh, we ended up having a breakaway. We had a couple chances that we didn't convert, Um, and I just thought um, there were moments there that we'd like to have back. I think the first goal went off the referee's helmet, and it was a weird bounce and all that kind of stuff. But we. We can we can play that situation better the second goal was a four-on-four goal that went in off our stick uh, it was a two-nothing hockey game we had chances we didn't score we can be better and to a man um, we will be
3: uh, you talk about a missed opportunity this was a pretty dramatic shift in the landscape the difference between 3-1 and 2-2 you guys have harped all along about resetting and not yeah. Is that where that's going to become very important now, coming home in a best-of-three now? Yeah,
2: we think we, we look at our opportunity uh, heading into our next game. It's game five on home ice, and um, that's where we're putting our our focus and our attention is uh, how can we be better. The
0: okay. right. Good, thanks. Okay, that's Jay Woodcroft, head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Well, Robbie, touched on stick battles Puck battles, and that was an obvious weakness for the Oilers tonight and sequences in which it looked like the puck was going to be cleared. Kings kept it alive, and it was really throughout the game. And it was on the power play, too. I mean, the Oilers were 0 for 3 on the power play. It, I mean, sometimes you will go 0 for 3, but, I mean, even more lost momentum on the power play. Didn't get great eight chances on the power play. I think the puck battles and some sloppiness figured in there as well.
1: Yeah, and it just goes back to uh, the, the desperation, um, the willingness of the LA Kings. Um, they came out uh, understanding the importance of this game for both teams, uh, but the LA Kings uh, stuck with their game plan. And that was a, it's a hard playing the way the LA Kings did. It's hard to do it for a full 60 minutes. And we've seen spurts of that from the LA Kings throughout this series. But to put that kind of effort in for 60 minutes, it's It's hard because it's, it, it's physically exhausting and, and it hurts. But the LA Kings realize that if they want to win this series, that's the way they have to play. And they've got to put at least four of those games together to move, to move on to the next round. I think it also shows the Oilers that uh, as much skill as they have, and they are a much more skilled team than the LA Kings. Skill doesn't just necessarily win series. And we've seen that the past couple of years with Edmonton. They had better teams against Winnipeg and against Chicago, yet they didn't win. Tonight they saw that skill, if you combine it with what the LA Kings did tonight, can win you a series, but skill alone won't do it. And I think the LA Kings uh, taught the Oilers a lesson in this hockey game and a lesson, hopefully, that the Oilers will find for Game 5. Because if the Oilers match that type of intensity, then they should win or at least give themselves a chance to win because of the top-end talent they have. But uh, their top-end talent was nullified tonight because the la kings gave them no breathing room and they were physical and they were nasty and it was a it was that was more playoff hockey style hockey than we've seen so far in this series it was fun to watch uh just you don't like the outcome but it was more of what you would expect at playoff time the last two games aren't playoff hockey six nothing eight two games this one was more like a playoff hockey game the edmonton others didn't have the same effort or near enough effort win
0: that game yeah and the uh, way the kings played tonight certainly our adjustment of the game for pro drain text for peace of mind down the line rob i want to ask you about grunstrom's first goal that made it three nothing in the third mm-hmm. period and by no means was this the uh why the weathers lost because they were outplayed but in just to discuss that play in theory do you think that goal should have counted
1: uh, yes i do i think that he had he not made the effort to hit the puck which he did as the he got tripped and darnell already had a penalty he probably could have got a second because he wrapped his legs around uh Grunstam's leg and that's what knocked darned down and then grunstrom dove forward and hit the puck with his stick and i think that's why it was allowed if the referee on the ice would have said no goal on that they probably wouldn't have overturned it they would have said no goal i think the the refs call on the ice uh, really led the the replay people to say, all right, there's not enough evidence to overturn it. But, yeah, I thought it was a goal. And I I believe it was the right call also by the Edmonton Oilers to challenge it because that was the game. Who cares if you get a penalty challenging yeah. hope that you might get a break and they call it no goal. But, yeah, I do believe it was a goal.
0: Yeah, see, that was close to me because I thought he pushed the pad and that helped the puck go into the net. And again, I'm not turning this into, well, that's, you know, whatever. It, 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 to me, it's an important kind of theoretical type discussion to have because and I was watching the game with Mooner, and Mooner said, well, if I'm a forward, why don't I just push the puck ahead of myself and dive head first into the goalie's pad and shove at the puck and hope it goes uh, true. in.
1: Uh, I have, well, in the old days, we used to do that, put it underneath <laughs> your body and go full speed into the net. Uh, but that was back when the nets were pegged in really strong and it really hurt when you hit the net. Um no, to me, I, I I thought it was a goal. I thought they were going to allow it, I, just for the simple fact that he pushed the puck with his with his stick. Uh, cro- kind of cross-checked it, um, but again, because it was called a goal on the ice, that's why I thought it was going to stand a goal. And uh, um, yeah, I I believe that was a goal that one. All
0: right, well. Ultimately, though, that's a side note to this game. L.A. far better than Edmonton. A 4-0 win tonight. Whenever the Oilers do score a goal, it's a $100 donation to 630 Chet Santas Anonymous from James H. Brown and Associates. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. The total for the playoffs, $1,700. More post-game reaction coming, and of course, your reaction as well on the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pros' choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed ProWall the way 780-496-0063 back in a couple of minutes for more heartland ford overtime open line mcdavid wins it back to the point you've got nugent Hopkins and then turned over by tyson Berry. deno with a shorthanded breakaway in on smith shoots denied mike smith a huge stop maybe a game saver And we'll mark that down as maybe a turning point in this hockey game. Well, we mark it down as our save of the game for Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace Reface. Mike Smith stopping Philip Deneau on a shorthanded breakaway about five and a half minutes into the second period. Smith busy tonight. He stops 42 of the 45 he faced and uh, I would say the most engaged oiler tonight. So, Rob, we will give Smith the fourth star for Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian, head to sentinel.ca. Yeah,
1: Smith was good. He gave them a quality start. Uh, You can't ask for much more to your goaltender. Uh, There was ample times in this game where the L.A. Kings could have uh, extended the lead from two to three, and he kept them at two, allowing his team to at least have a fighter's chance going into the third period. He was excellent. Uh, uh, Unfortunately for the Oilers up front, they weren't able to get anything going offensively, but uh, the one thing, too, that I think really shows you how this game went for the Oilers, the the third line in, in Edmonton, L.A. really played two lines. Their third and fourth line didn't get much ice time. Today, the Lazotte line, playing with Lemieux and Dustin Brown, they only played 11 minutes, and they had 15 shots. Lazotte, Lemieux, and Dustin Brown had 15 shots and 11 minutes of ice time. That shows you the desperation that that team played with. So, uh, And the way they drove the, the net, uh, there was no fear. And they took everything net. They scored the one goal that could have been disallowed, but they took the puck to the net. Uh, they did it again. Grunstrom did it again. They started a big melee at the end of the game. This was a team... That was determined to get a game back in LA on th- next Thursday, and they deserve it.
0: Okay, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Cam standing by. Hey, Cam, thanks for calling. Go ahead.
6: Hey, guys, just a couple of things on that goal there. Uh, when when he got tripped and then pushed in with his glove and he hit uh, the pad and went over the line, I don't think that should have been a goal. But the reason why it called is disappointed in Jesse. You know, I don't think he's learned yet that you have to play with one hundred ten percent. I don't think he's hungry enough, and uh, I think they should put in, as you guys said b- before, David Shore or, or Brad Malone.
1: What do you guys think? Well, it won't be Malone. Yeah, Malone's uh, still on the farm, but, yeah, yeah possibly Shore, somebody else. Yeah. I like I'd like Devin Shore. I was a little surprised with um, Derek Ryan coming out that Devon Shore wasn't the guy that went in. Derek Ryan is a penalty killer, so is Devon Shore. Broussard isn't. It's harder to find ice time for a Derek Broussard because he doesn't play on your power play or your penalty kill. So sometimes he can get very stale sitting on the bench for a long time where, sure, you could get fourth-line minutes plus penalty-killing time. Um, I wouldn't take Jesse Poliarvi out of the lineup, but I would put him in a different role. I'd have him as my third-line winger playing with Nugent Hopkins, and then I would move a McLeod or a Cassian or somebody up or, or at least have auditions for different players to play in the top six because Yessi, uh, I didn't notice him in tonight's game. And that's not a good thing for a big man like Jesse Pugliarvi.
0: 4 nothing, the Kings win it. We'll get to more of your calls, of course. But let's go back to L.A. Here's defenseman Darnell Nurse. think was missing from your game tonight
7: that you guys had done so well the last couple? Yeah, we I mean, didn't start as well as we did the last couple of games. Um, they jumped on us, got a 2 nothing lead, got themselves in a comfortable position, and, um, you know, played their game.
2: Ryan felt... Uh, I just in here, he felt like maybe just some of the battles and the ones you were winning in the last few games wasn't quite at the same level. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you feel like the, you know they, they won more battles tonight than maybe previously?
7: Yeah, for sure. Uh, if we come out and start a little better, put uh, ourselves in a better position coming out of that first period, I think. know, uh, yeah, and, and battling is a big part of that. Scored 14 goals in in two games, and you chased quick last game as a team. Did you need, need to make things tougher on him early on? That's no, a good team. They're going to come back and make their adjustments. He's a good goalie. He's, you know, he's been a really good goalie in this league for such a long time. He's not just going to, you know, come back and feel bad. He's going to play uh, his butt off, and he did tonight. I think
6: it's obviously got pretty physical towards the end. There is that just a uh, symptom of how the game was
7: going. Over uh, four games and Guys, uh, the blood starts to boil a little bit. That's all. Was it just
3: their urgency? Maybe it was the difference. I mean, they they lose this game, they
7: pretty much lose
3: the series. And is that kind of why they had the maybe the upper hand in terms of the intensity and, and a lot
7: of the, the other elements? Yeah, they came and pushed, and we didn't push back hard enough. And that's uh, that's how you get the lead there. And like I said that it, it played into their hands and their their style of play. You guys have been talking from the start,
3: even after you were winning 6-0 and 8-2, you have to shelve everything and, and refocus. Is that kind of the mantra in the room
7: now? How do you uh, go about doing that? 100% of you guys stay even keel. Um, we, we move on to the next one. It's a uh, huge one at home. Can you see you really on that one-on-one on one. uh, It was strong, Make a play.
4: Uh, did you feel like tactically maybe they did a little something uh, differently tonight to, to get on you guys from an offensive perspective on your defense? No, oh,
7: they just pushed hard off the bat. It's, like I said, it's a good team. They weren't going to just roll over and let us play uh, and, and come steal another game in their building. So uh, we got to move on and and be ready for a big one in uh, in our building. Best of three now at home.
4: Uh, you know, obviously you'd like to be up three-one, but you're still in a pretty good spot. Uh, how do you feel about that that side of things being up, you know, getting that opportunity?
7: Yeah, you know, we just focus on the next one. The next one's the uh, the big one. We're not looking too far far ahead. Uh, we got to make sure that we come out and have uh, have the right effort out on my series. All
0: right, that's starting on nurse after the Oilers lose 4 nothing to uh, Los Angeles, and definitely the Oilers uh, did not have the game that they needed to have tonight, and the Kings full marks for the victory. So, Rob, it's 2-2, which... Isn't unusual. <laughs> we'll check the scoreboard <laughs> here for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers? Head to edmontontrailer.com. Bruins beat the Hurricanes 5-2. Blues beat the Wild 5-2. Lightning knocked off the Maple Leaf 7-3. All the series, uh, that these ones that have reached four games, are 2-2. Uh, there's the potential for three more series tomorrow to be 2-2. We'll see how it shakes down. So it shows you how close it is uh, in the playoffs and how competitive it could be. I mean, I picked the Oilers in six before the series, not that my predictions tend to mean anything. So for it to be 2-2 after four uh, doesn't surprise me. The journey of how it got here sometimes can be a little unpredictable. But I think Nurse kind of alluded to it okay, you know, you move on. you got to win a home game now to take control of the series back.
1: Well, I think a few things, uh, and we've talked about it a lot. There's no momentum from game to game. There's none. Um, it, it, every game is its own momentum, and something will happen early in a hockey game that will kind of send the game in a certain direction. So the fact that the Oilers lost 4 nothing that means nothing going into game five. Um, the LA Kings, what were they, five points behind the Oilers in the standings? Six? I don't even know. It wasn't very much on the course of the season, and that's an LA King that was badly beat up. They're good. And Drew Doughty not being in the lineup and and Sean Walker on the back end not being in the lineup, lineup, they played a ton of games without those guys. So this was a good team, even without those guys in the lineup, so uh, the the two games the others dominated, they got the lead, and that's a hard hard thing for the LA Kings to overcome. But When the LA Kings come out of a game and it's a one-goal game where they're in the lead, they are good. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. They play playoff hockey. There was a game earlier in the season where Edmonton went into L.A. I think the Oilers ended up winning 5-2, but it was a close game till late in the game. And after the game, you and I talked about, okay, that was a hard, physical playoff-style game, how L.A. plays. So uh, I think L.A. is excited right now to make this a best-of-three. And I think the Oilers are confident with the fact two of those three games are at home in this best-of-three. That's why this, this is going to be an exciting series. And I think... Uh, I, I looked at all the, the people who they on the sports pages, how they predicted the series, and the majority of them had six or seven games this series. Most of them had the Oilers winning, but they all had it going, you know, six or seven games because that's how close these teams are. That's how close the 16 playoff teams are.
0: All right, 4 nothing Kings win. It's 2 2 in the best of seven. Back to the certainty hotline. Alan, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead. I just have a
6: couple points. Uh, uh, the Oilers, uh, to me, seem like they played more like in the first game they weren't hard on pucks in the ozone um uh sort of lackadaisia and then in the first period and the shots were 21-7 and uh i couldn't believe what i was watching it was five on five and they were collapsed into uh almost like uh they used to on a penalty kill where they're waving their sticks it, it it's it looked Really amateurish. They just weren't playing their game. And then my other point is um, you know, the National Hockey League, they really have to start uh, honing in on uh, the professionalism of refereeing because uh, it seems as though, as though they get into uh, stick on hands. Then they call all of those penalties. Then they get into uh, interference as you shoot the puck around the guy go by and he nails dirt. they call it interference they they seem to have lost this um, uh, cross checking like it, there were so many cross checks tonight it, it almost make you want to throw up and uh, when darnell nurse got cross checked in the back, if that was me, I would get up and I would pound the hell out of that guy because that that's what they need they need to start uh, uh, making them pay for that because that uh, this cross-checking is unbelievable tonight for LA well, got
0: away with all that. Yeah, Alan. Well, I appreciate that. I, I don't think I'll open the can of worms on, on the officiating tonight, but uh, I know Rob and I are both uh, uh, and not fans of cross-checking. I, I know we talked heavier earlier in the season and I think I even did a Twitter poll one night with, and some people wanted more interference and forced and, and things like that. So yeah, fair, Fair big picture comment there by Allen, but uh, and uh, I don't think Allen is saying this. Oilers didn't lose because of the officiating, but I think Allen's first point was was bang I mean, the shots in the first period were twenty to ten, LA, and that was well, that might have flattered the Oilers quite frankly. <laughs> but but I mean, Allen's right. The Oilers weren't hard on the pucks. There were no second chances. I mean, they they lit them up for eight on uh, Friday, and and some of those were the Oilers hunting pucks and. You looked like the Kings were going to clear it, and and they couldn't. You didn't see that from Edmonton tonight at no,
1: all. No, and you look around the re, uh, around the league. Read teams that blow someone out. The following game, it seems to go the opposite way, and it's for two reasons. One, well, that was pretty easy. And what kind of effort do I have to put into tonight for the team that blows that blows the guys out? And the guy, the teams that just got embarrassed, they come with a different type of attitude. And it's, it's not just the Oilers. Uh, in the Tampa-Toronto series, they just keep going back and forth. They just keep blowing each other out each game. Uh, Florida and, and Washington. Uh, these teams, it's hard. When you embarrass a team, they're going to come out harder the next time. And it's hard keeping the intensity as the team that won, matching that. So this isn't just an Oiler thing. This is a league-wide thing. It always works that way. Uh, I think the next three games will, or two or three games, will be much closer. I don't expect any blowouts. I expect uh, the type of effort that the LA Kings had tonight. I expect that to be the same, but I think the others just to be tougher. They have to be. They've got to show up and and have the mentality of winning a game one nothing, because the LA Kings came into that tonight's game and they weren't giving the gifting the chances that they gave in two and three.
0: Yeah, the Japanese Village Goal Light is definitely deactivated tonight we do turn it on on 630 ched.com whenever the oilers score five or more in a game like they did in games two and three that would allow you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at japanese village featuring alberta's own brant lake wagyu visit jv dot ca we have chris on the line chris thanks for staying up hey hey thanks uh thanks for taking my call
6: yep uh yeah uh, just uh three quick things here um Regarding uh, Jesse, Jesse, let's get him off the first line. That's my opinion.
7: Yeah.
6: <laughs> uh, uh, Cassian, uh, I know Rob was saying that Cassian didn't really play that much uh, tonight, um, but I think uh, you know whatever happened with the Cassian in uh, uh, 2017. Remember that one game that he yeah. on fire. I don't know. I just didn't. I thought
0: he had I thought he had a, he's had a decent series, but he didn't play much tonight. You're right. That's true. That's true. And uh, one last point here. Uh, I know
6: McDavid had uh, the game of his life. Well, not game of his life, but physically, uh, you know, he's quite physical last game. Um, and I'm just wondering uh, what held him back from uh, being physical this uh, this game.
1: Thanks, guys. Um, I, you know what? I thought McDavid was physical. I, I, the thing you always got to remember that uh, there's another team out there imposing their will as well. And... Uh, when a team plays well, it, it sometimes it's hard to hit. It's hard to find them. They they move the puck quick enough that you can't throw the big body check. I, I think that Connor McDavid tried to be physical when he had the chance, but also when you're losing, uh, you're not looking around, to, running around hitting guys. You're trying to score goals. That's what his job is. So I think Connor McDavid was fine. I thought he he was one of the few Oilers that uh, brought an effort that they needed to have tonight. As for Cassian, the problem with for people in Edmonton is Cassian had a good playoff series or a couple of good playoff games about f- five years ago or so. Mm-hmm. He's never been that player for the, re- n- the remainder of his time here. And people keep looking back to that. Why isn't he doing that? Well, the, the, the bigger picture or the, the, the big, well, the bigger pictures look at the, mo- the, all the other games, that's not him. He ha- he's capable of doing it, but he doesn't do it on a consistent basis. So I think people can forget about that one series because in the next five years, we didn't see that on a consistent night. But having said that, I was surprised that he only played seven minutes tonight because in this series, I thought he'd been effective. I thought he had uh, been aggressive, and there was a little bit of uh, hesitation amongst the L.A. defensemen when he was going, and he threw some big hits. And it's funny, in this game tonight, his ice time was pulled back, and on the other side, Lemieux's ice time was raised. And Lemieux had a fantastic game for the L.A. Kings tonight, bringing that kind of style of game. So I was a little, I don't think Cassian is who he was five years ago, but I think Cassian, the way he played the first few games, I thought he would have got more ice time tonight.
0: Okay, uh, Greg, Andrew, Frank, you're up next in the batting order on the Certainty Hotline. We're going to try to get everybody in tonight. You're going to hear from Nuge as well. The Oilers get skunked tonight, 4 nothing by the Kings. This is Hartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Just reading an article on sportsnet.ca about the video review of Grunstrom's goal that made it 3 0 with 4.54 left in the third. Kings go on to win it 4 0. The first review was initiated by the league to see if the puck entered the goal legally and whether Grunstrom pushed it in with his glove. Then the Oilers challenged for goalie interference, and the NHL said that the contact from Nurse, and Nurse was being penalized on the play, caused Grundstrom to slide into Smith, so therefore he wasn't uh, guilty of goaltender interference. So that is how the league saw it. I know we had a caller saying that he didn't see it that way. I'm not sure I saw it that way, but uh, really, uh, wouldn't have mattered tonight because the Oilers didn't score and the series is tied 2-2. Uh, before we go back to the calls here, and we're going to hear from Nuge in a few minutes. Uh, Rob, what do you think of his uh, mix-up with Anderson late in the second period?
1: I was physically tired just watching him do that. Um, And Darnell Nurse touched on it. This is game four of the series. They don't like each other anymore. Uh, When you play the same team over and over and over again, bad blood starts to uh, boil. And the importance of the games, uh, it just, normally in playoff series, you seem to be matched up against the same players every single shift, every single game. So there's a little bit of nastiness, and at some point, uh, you just snap. And uh, both of them were willing combatants. They had been going at it earlier in the game, uh, and you like that. You like the fire out of both of those guys. Um, Nuge can handle himself, and he was just fed up of taking abuse and, uh, and went after him, so uh, I thought it was good. I think that's the kind of juice that the Oilers need to start next game is that kind of uh, attitude, a little bit of nastiness in their style to start game five
0: all right we will go back to the certainty dot line greg has given us a buzz tonight hey greg go ahead hey guys how's it going oh we're doing okay do you guys want more goalie stats or just oh it's goalie uh, Greg? What's going on? Yes, what do you have?
8: Uh, nothing tonight, guys. Actually, okay. I need some humble pie to be honest with you because I was making fun of my brother-in-law tonight because that uh, Toronto was getting crushed and lost by four, and lo and behold, we lost by four. Uh, so I got to figure out how to deal with that. Can tomorrow, I read but... you
0: something quickly? Because we're talking uh, about how the the Oilers played. The uh, the headline for the Leafs on Sportsnet: Maple Leafs can't locate killer instinct in embarrassing Game Four no-show. You could probably just sub Oilers in for Maple Leafs there. To yeah, I'm gonna have, have to eat some humble anyway, pie tomorrow for sure. Anyway, go ahead.
8: Um, but anyway, so um, I was watching the Oilers TV um, on Facebook because that's where I usually watch the post game stuff, right? And people are throwing Smith under the bus and Kuliavsky and all that stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Jonathan Quick stole that game tonight. Yes, um, LA played good. I do not I didn't think the Oilers played bad. But what I saw today was the Oilers didn't play their game uh, as much as LA played their game um the physicality the dump and chase the the um um you know dumping it in hammering on their defensemen being physical getting in there and forechecking uh, i i didn't see a lot of that tonight and i think that's that's uh why the game went the way it, it did but however I'm not concerned. You know, it's a seven-game series for a reason, and, and the teams that make the playoffs make the playoffs. So, uh, for a reason, they're all good teams, but I think the Oilers need to get back to, to that bump and grind, dump and chase, and, and that opens up a lot of space for, for the elite players of the Oilers.
0: Yeah, I think that's – you make some good points, Greg. and And, Rob, I think a lot of this series, in terms of what the Oilers are doing when they have the puck, is can they get the puck – Below the hash marks in the King's end against an L.A. team that is determined to, to clog up the neutral zone and not let the Oilers get a four-checker cycle even started.
1: Yeah, and well, the big reason L.A. was much more successful at that tonight is they had the lead. So when you have the lead, they didn't have to stretch plays. They didn't have to take chances. Uh, they didn't force anything. Because they they already had the lead. They didn't have to chase a hockey game. Uh, two, uh, whenever uh, one team wins a game and one team loses, the losing team goes back into the video room and said, OK, here's why we lost. How can we correct that? And they make adjustments. And the LA Kings made adjustments in their lineup. They made adjustments in the way they, they, they played the game. And it was successful. So now the Edmonton Oilers are going to go back and they're going to try to make adjustments too. That's part of a, a long series is how you react to what the other team has done the game before now going home the others have an advantage they don't or they get last change again that's huge that's big that one of the reasons that the la kings third line got to play so much tonight and had such a good game is they got to match up who they wanted to match against they can't do that in edmonton so edmonton has advantage going home uh but i i i i don't see how anyone could be on Smith in this game, as that caller said, because I thought Smith was no, excellent. No, I mean, I think that's, yes, yeah, that's not Jesse even... did not have a good game. He was quite not noticeable. And I, the one thing I disagree with, uh, the Edmonton Oilers were not near as good as the LA Kings in this game. This was a game LA deserved, and they were by, the, by far the better team throughout the entire 60 minutes.
0: Uh, Mike is a winner tonight of a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. He took the under on set the line, one and a half points by Zach Hyman. Obviously, he had zero set the line for River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. Andrew has called in tonight. Andrew, thanks for giving us a buzz. What's going on? Hey, guys. Uh, I just uh, want to bring up a couple
9: things quick. Um, I, I just want to know what you guys kind of think about uh why we lack the intensity off the off the hop? I feel like it, it wasn't just tonight that we've uh, we've come out slow, and also I'm just wondering why you don't see Yamo, Kane, and McDavid put together because those three oh, yeah. games oh. that that Yarby was gone, they looked amazing together, and I understand Drysaddle likes playing with him, but that line is. Is uh, is a force, and I just I, I don't understand why why we
0: don't go back there.
1: Those are both that's,
0: excellent questions. Um, yep,
1: that's a good point. Yep. Um, they did put them together late in the game tonight, and it wouldn't shock me if they're put together for Game Five. You're absolutely right. They they look good together, and then I would move um, McLeod or Cassian or someone else up on Leon's line, and I'd move Puliyarvi to play with Nugent-Hopkins. That's what I'd do. As for them starting slow, uh, I think. Jay Woodcroft really fix that. Occasionally, they'll get off to a slow start, lack a little bit of intensity, but for the most part, under Jay Woodcroft, they've been a much better team at starting hockey games. They have. Two, two of the
0: four games in the series, they haven't started well. Game yep. one, and okay, maybe they didn't react well to the excitement and all that kind of stuff. Tonight, uh, I don't know. I mean, LA beat them. They- <laughs> <laughs> certainly i mean you give la credit so i don't know rob is is handling success is is killer instinct something that has to be learned well, I, mean, I don't know I, like i i, I want to ask I mean, you that but i also don't want to make too much of it cuz like we no, said, I every make, series is 2-2 right
1: yeah i wouldn't make too much right? there's a lot of good teams out there right now that are 2-2 um there's a, the best team in the league the florida panthers are down in their series so uh, it, it's not easy and, and the the la kings were going to come out with their best effort they're by far the, they, they're a proud team that made the playoffs this year when no one expected them to, and and, and they're a good team, and they were going to throw everything they had at the Edmonton Oilers, and the Oilers needed to weather the storm, but the LA Kings were rewarded with their good play and got a couple goals, and that put the Edmonton Oilers on their heels. So uh, to me, this was the Oilers weren't as good, but I also you got to give credit to the LA Kings for the way they played. Um, they came out and did everything they needed to do.
0: the Kings win it. Uh, Frank is up next. You're also going to hear from the Nuge. Quick timeout here on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. 4-0, L.A. beating Edmonton tonight. The series is 2-2. Game 5 is going to be Tuesday here at Rogers Place. That's where I am right now. And the uh, hardworking crew here setting up for the James Taylor concert so the scoreboards raised all the way to the top they're taking the glass out they got the seats behind the oilers net pushed back that's where the stage is going to go the ice was actually covered for the game with the flooring for the concerts and so rob i was here for the watch party not as big a crowd as you would expect i think on a sunday night and mother's day so i i showed up because obviously the faceoff show starts at six so i got here a little before five and the usual security entrance was not manned today Mm -hmm. so i go around to another entrance to get in where the rogers place workers are coming in and then they're kind of like okay well do you have a lanyard? i was like oh yeah here's my here's my pass and they're like i could see it in this person's eyes does he know the game's in la (laughs) she was very nice and said well i'm not sure media comes in this entrance and i said oh no i uh i'm actually doing a broadcast here tonight um there's no one at the other entrance. I'm wondering if I could come in here. So they were very nice. But I think there was that split second. This is probably Reed Wilkins. He probably has no idea where he is or where the game is. How are we going to handle this? But luckily, I yeah, got they
1: like, I can't wait to call my friends and tell about this media dude that went to the wrong city. <laughs> yes. you know what you should, tomorrow, what you should do, Reed, is go in and try and catch the sound check of James Taylor. <laughs> Yeah, that would be right.
0: good. I got to get ready for game five tomorrow. I got to set up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, the Oilers were not singing a happy song, losing uh, 4 nothing in L.A. We got Frank standing by. Frank, go ahead.
9: Hey, guys. Good discussion as usual. Uh, my comments uh, are going to be they're not going to make any difference because I, I agree with you guys. L.A. outplayed us tonight. But I think the tone was set early. Uh, Rob has described the a grade-A scoring chance, and I think the Oilers had four of them in that first period, and we failed to cash in on every one of them. Uh, Cassian, Yakamoto, I think Kane missed one as well. That tone was set even though we were outplayed, and nothing evens things up like one of those goals. And the other comment I have basically on the game is, it's the NHL officiating and professionalism is basically an oxymoron. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Well, hold on, Frank. Don't hang up. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. So I always appreciate when you call because you always get right to it, and you got a lot of passion. Do you do you mind if we ask where you're checking in from? I'm in Edmonton.
9: I watch the game um, uh, on television, but I also sometimes keep the radio on so I can hear uh, uh, Bob Stoffer's comments as well.
0: And so, were you? So, what what made you mad about the refs tonight, specifically? If you don't mind me asking.
9: Basically, I, I called you guys once before. They just refuse to... The interference is, is, a, is a call that hurts the Oilers because of our speed of our better players. And they, they'll decide, I guess, early in the game. And sometimes, I guess, the stubbornness of the Oilers... Uh, is is that, you know, how they, they play these games between the refs and themselves, and and maybe they might embellish, you know, that kind of stuff. But the interference is, is ridiculous in this game because I think uh, you guys have mentioned that the speed of our forwards really challenges that L.A. defense. And if they're allowed to interfere the way that they did, Makes it really difficult. Now, when we did get the calls, you know, uh, our very predictable power play didn't help us anyway, which is why I said I don't think it might have made a
0: difference tonight. Yeah, no, the power play wasn't sharp. They didn't retrieve pucks or get a lot of shots. Thanks, Frank. We always appreciate it. 780-496-0063. Well, and he mentioned too, Rob. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go way back. And again, it ended four nothing in a game which the Oilers didn't do well. Cassian had a breakaway a minute 50 mm-hmm. into the game. The, you know, you can't help but wonder what if that goes in, and LA's just been outscored 14-2 in two games, and they're behind one nothing two minutes into this game. You know, I well, can't I, help but wonder. I agree.
1: Wonder. I absolutely agree. That was one of the keys to the game tonight, for the Oilers to win. If they get the lead, there would be an incredible deflate on the LA Kings bench because they got beat up so badly the last couple of games. And if you look at game uh, three, that the Oilers absolutely demolish them. The LA Kings were good in the first period. And then Edmonton got one shot and scored. And the LA Kings pushed again and then the Edmonton Oilers got one shot and scored. That's demoralizing. When you're playing well as a team and you look up the scoreboard and you're losing, it, it just it, it's it's sickening to you. So if the Oilers in this game, if if Cassian would have scored or they had one or two other chances in the first, if the Oilers would have scored after the LA Kings had extended pressure it would have been uh it might have been the end of the game for the LA Kings when they say you know what it's just not our game it's just not our year because we're throwing everything at them and we still find ourselves trailing on the scoreboard so yes I agree uh, game changes on plays and uh, Cassie he made a he made a great play he, he beat quick and went around him now I never saw a good enough video or replay to see how he didn't put the puck in the net I don't know if the de- defender coming back lifted his stick or if
0: I think Uh, Quick Quick partially poke-checked
1: him. There, yeah. I I mean, because he had him beat. It was a nice play. He got him frozen, was going to walk around him because Cassian has enough speed to be able to do that play. And it just, the puck went into the corner. But that that call is right. Frank's right. And you're right. If, If the Oilers score there, this could have been a completely different hockey game. But he didn't and the L.A. Kings took full advantage of it.
0: Jonathan Quick made 31 saves. He now is the NHL's all-time leader in career playoff shutouts by an American-born goaltender. He was tied with Mike Richter for nine. Two guys uh, tied with Mike Richter at nine. Two guys tied for third with six. Tim Thomas, Rob, and a guy mm-hmm. who was your teammate.
1: Tommy Barrasso. Tom Barrasso, yeah. He was very good American goaltender. Fantastic. Stanley Cup-winning goaltender.
0: And uh, again, Mike Smith stopped 42 out of 45, but he takes the loss tonight. Smith has been, I mean, overall pretty good in that in this series. He had that gaffe in in Game One, but he's done a pretty good job stopping the puck. Perhaps on a lighter note, Rob, did you see when uh, Yamamoto gave Nurse his stick to use in the first? Uh, <laughs> no,
1: actually, I, I didn't see that. Yes, yeah, so that
0: was n- Nurse had lost his stick, and Yamamoto gave him a stick because usually the forward will give the d-man mm-hmm. a stick so i'm thinking okay not only is that the wrong shot you got the shortest guy on the team and if not the tallest one of the tallest
1: <laughs> that kid. Yeah, it's like one of those okay no no take it back i'd rather play without a stick
0: anyway uh didn't amount to anything there all right you'll hear from the Nuge in a couple of minutes oilers fall for nothing it's hartland ford overtime open line Moore and Stetcher scored in the first period. No scoring in the second period. Grunstrom scored twice in the third, including an empty netter. Both teams 0-3 for on the power play. L.A. wins 4-0 over the Oilers. The series is tied 2-2. So game five in Edmonton on Tuesday. Game six in L.A. on Thursday. We don't have a start time for the Thursday game yet, but I would think it would be uh, 8 o'clock like all the other ones. Back to Los Angeles. Here's Ryan Nugent-Hopkins.
5: Where do you think this one kind of got away from the guys after? You? I mean, <clears throat> pretty early in the game. It's, uh, they come home, and we know that th- they're going to respond, and uh, we're losing puck battles early and uh, letting them get to our net a little too easy. And uh, They put pucks on net, and they worked, and uh, we didn't respond well enough early, and uh, that's a tough team to come back on. So, I mean, we got to learn from this and, uh, and move on to uh, game five at home
3: everyone expected there was going to be a really strong pushback and you guys sort of talked about it all day. Was it kind of more than you thought it was going to be or how do you explain not being ready?
5: uh, I mean, uh, we just have to be able to uh, respond. We we see them come out like that. I mean, we we know. uh, We did a good job uh, our our first game down here. I mean, they, they came out flying and uh, we pushed back and we, we had our push so I mean uh, we need to do a better job of that uh, in the future but uh, obviously it's a, it's a big one at home now and uh, we got to have that start that same mentality of uh, pushing and uh, creating our, our own energy You guys did have some chances with the power play Ryan but it just, it just seemed to be a little more flat tonight than in previous nights what do you think was going on there? I, I, I think it I think it's the same same thing across the board. Penalty kill, five-on-five, five. Uh, power play, it's, it's just working. I mean, we got to w- outwork those guys, and uh, they were working on their penalty kill tonight and didn't give us as many looks. And, uh, I mean, like you said, we, ha- we had some looks, and uh, Cook was uh, stood in there. And five-on-five, uh, five, same thing. So, I mean, we got to find a b- way to break them down. But um, at the end of the day, it's just about work. Uh, Ryan, you had a different line mate t- tonight, changed line.
4: Was there a bit of an adjustment there early for you guys as a trio?
5: Um... I don't think there's a huge adjustment. I mean, he's a smart player, Brass, and um, uh, we've played together before. And uh, I mean, obviously, a veteran player. He knows how to play the game. Smart player. As the game went on, we didn't play as much together, but I thought uh, early. Um, uh, it, it was okay. I mean, I think uh, a lot of a lot of guys are pretty interchangeable in there, and uh, c- we can kind of find chemistry no matter what. And as you mentioned,
4: the lines were kind of in a blender from the end of the first on. Was it kind of tough to find a little bit of uh, momentum or chemistry with with a bunch of different
5: guys? Uh, well, I, I think guys have played with each other enough that it shouldn't be an issue. Um, and we had our looks, like I was saying. Um, got to find a way to uh, to, to put one in and uh, change the game. They kind
2: of tried to run you out of the building early last
5: game. Tonight it seemed maybe a little bit more tactical. Did you guys struggle coming through some of their neutral zone stuff a little more than in previous games, do you think? Or? Uh, well, I mean, we know that's how they want to play, is uh, uh, make us put the puck in and not give us anything off the rush. And um, we've done a better job uh, than tonight in the previous three games. Um, I mean, we... Like, I think I'm just going to keep hounding on it's just going to come down to work and we just got to work them and um, we're going back home and uh, we're going to need that uh, the same push that they they had early in the game we're going to need to to do that to them and uh, make sure we push them out of the game early
3: this is a pretty dramatic shift in the landscape you have two big wins boys can go up 3-1 and now you're going home after a tough loss series is now a best of three how does that change sort of the mindset or the
5: dynamic oh well, I mean it shouldn't change anything for us I mean we know we're in a battle here we know that's. a uh, it's a good team over there, and uh, they're not. there's no team that's just going to roll over in this league. I mean, uh, everybody's here for a reason, and um, it's, it's just going to come down to who wants it more and uh, find a way to break them down and uh, stick with it.
0: All right, that's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Edmonton Oilers lose 4 nothing to the Los Angeles Kings. So our next game broadcast is Tuesday, 6 o'clock face-off show, puck drop at 8, live on 6.30. Chet, Oilers home at Rogers Place for that one. Oilers now coming up noon to 2. Later today, Cam Moon's going to be filling in for Bob Stoffer. I will have inside sports from 6 to 8. Get more on this game on 630Ched.com or globalnews.ca. Oilers hockey is presented by Friesen Brothers. Big thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer, back at 630Ched. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland 4 Overtime Open Line. Kings take it, 4-zip. Good night.